Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey, yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW, talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. My name is Jay Bowman, and I'm joined, as always, by the architect, Mr. As Always, the gentleman, the man of a thousand nicknames, Mr. Mike Paris. Paris, how are you? We're back, and better than better ever, than ever. We're <laughs> and making the show better. Uh, okay, <laughs> speaking of Eric Bischoff in WWE, no, exactly. is that one of the weirdest, like, the weirdest, most botched surprise intros in wrestling history? The fact that they showed him walking around backstage a few minutes, a few minutes before Vince is like, here's our next general manager. Who could it possibly then, be? Yeah. Like, how shocking would it have been? If like, oh, yeah, fuck, Eric Bischoff walks out. But we saw him walk by Booker T like five minutes ago backstage. Yeah. And that was the debut. That was weird. They they still sell that, though, as like, like I feel like I watched something recently that was like, you know, the most shocking, uh, you know, on the network, the most shocking debuts yeah. ever or whatever. And they're still like... <laughs> Trying to sell that as a big shocker. It's like, no, dude, he was there the whole time. We all knew he was there. Tell me I did not just see that. Like, I would have loved to have said that to myself if he walks out surprise on stage and hugs Vincent Mann. Everyone knew yep. it minutes before. What a shame. <sighs> all right, yeah, anyway. it's been a bit. It's been a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, had uh, some uh, personal vacation uh, booked, so I was out of, uh, out of Townskis for a little bit. Uh, Paris, how you been? I've been good, buddy. Yeah, yeah. We, there's been some great wrestling uh, last couple weeks that we have yet to comment on. NEW, AEW, and uh, to a lesser extent, the other brand. But uh, yeah, there's plenty to talk about, and and I'm fired. I'm getting fired out of a cannon right now. Ready to go. Let me tell you something. All right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here yes. is the thing. Yes. We got no time to waste. Oh, there's a lot to I, talk about. Oh, okay. So that thing that I just did. Yes, that's, that's that's something we shouldn't have done. So do we edit that? Let's get like, right into an AEW segment. Oh, okay, let's just keep it in okay. as an example of what we do. We are not we able should, to do what we don't want to do. Shouldn't be doing moving forward. Okay, exactly a prime right. example of what we okay. shouldn't be doing. 
That's yeah, what that it. was. We right. can't be wasting time. Right. Yeah. Okay. So don't. Okay, NEW don't. segment. Right. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> All right, NEW is barreling towards NEW7 uh, coming up on May the 28th. How excited are you for this show, Mike Paris? Dude, it's in my backyard. Like, almost literally. Oh, yeah, it is. Where's this show happening? We're, we're, we're hitting it up. Yeah, now, this is something I love. We, Of course, we, we, we blow smoke up of NEW's ass all the time. But uh, we'll talk about a bit about uh, another show that's coming up soon. But we're doing a little tour of the Lower Mainland. We're expanding expanding the breadth and the width of, of, of where we're going. And this coming show, NEW7, at the Terry Fox Theater in Port Coquitlam, British Columbia. Like I said, my neck of woods, my backyard. This is literally like a 10-minute walk from my house. Like, this is this is great. I just love how they are, are going to new audiences and, and, and yeah. reaching new heights, so to speak. Family-friendly show in a cool theater. Be there. Yeah, without question. Uh, It is still a licensed all-ages show. But, uh, yeah, the first show in Poco. And, uh, yeah, Terry Fox Theater, Saturday, May the 28th. It's going to be... Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, How about the return of B-Boy teaming up with the Illa Tribe versus the Six? You know who the Six are? I believe these are representatives from Toronto. Uh, so we got Wheeler and yeah. uh, Malik. Yeah, and I'm not sure who the other guy is. It's Jesse V. All right, a, a Toronto Six. contingent trying to invade. And yeah, not a super great challenge. They got across the ring from them with B Boy and Illa Tribe. Man, still remember that awesome uh, six man tag they had back. It was that NDW five, I believe it was. I've lost track of the numbers now. That sounds right. Because it's Fast and Furious, because <laughs> NEW4 is coming up June 24th at the Commodore Ballroom. We'll talk a little bit about some of the matches there. Um, but yeah, NEW7, so there was going to be a tag team title match, tag team champion, State of Emergency, uh, was going to face the team of Evan Rivers and Eli Surge. Bit of a slapdash team, the Northern Conspiracy. I don't know what they're actually calling themselves, but... You know, that's, that's a great free. name. You guys Did you suggest that? that? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I have it. This is well, the first time I've said it right here. They can that's have great. it. Yeah. Yeah. They should take it. Uh, but it's yeah, not going to be wrestling so. for, the, <laughs> for the tag team titles because general manager Alex Plexus uh, made an announcement uh, yesterday. We were waiting for it before recording so we could talk about it. Uh, yeah. State of Emergency will now be facing, uh, coming from back east, Black Quebecois for the tag team championships at NEW7. Uh, holy shit. Yeah, and and one would think that uh, Plexus would have had SOE's uh, interests in mind. You know, they run in similar yeah. circles, but this is not good news for SOE. This is no. you know one of their first title defenses, and they are facing one of the best tag teams that Canada overall, let alone Eastern Canada, has to offer. This is, you know, Eastern Canada's one of their top tag teams going against what is now the Pacific Northwest, one of their our top tag teams. This is going to be a hot match, but this is going to be a real test for uh, Miles and and Sebastian. It is, and yeah, you would think that Plexus would have their best interests at heart, but like you could tell, like, I think they've responded to it on Twitter. Like they don't give a shit. They'll face. They're not scared of Black Quebecois. Like this is a badass tag team. They're the champions, and it's not like they're you know shaking in their boots. 
but they're gonna they're gonna fucking bring it. It's gonna and, be awesome. And no offense to Eli Surgeon and Evan Rivers, who who would have been a credible threat, but this is this is two of the best. This is like a couple of couple of bulls running headfirst into one another. Yeah. So it's gonna explode. And Plexus wasn't done with the announcements. He was like, yeah, Eli and uh, Evan Rivers, you guys were looking forward to teaming together. So now they're facing each other one-on-one. That's going to be a fun match, too. I'm, I'm yeah. fine with that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, other matches on the card, uh, Nicole Matthews versus uh, Taylor Rising. That's going to be awesome. Yep. Adam Ryder taking on Von Vertigo. Yeah, I feel like Adam Ryder is just, uh, he's he's got a rocket attached to him. I feel like he's, 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 a, he's yeah. coming out hot here uh, uh, in this area. I think ever since his match with Travis Williams in the first round of the Chase for the Championship tournament back in November... Uh, yeah, he's been putting out banger after banger after banger, and is you know unfortunate that he lost the Canadian Gauntlet match back at NEW uh, six. But uh, no, he's he's doing awesome. Yeah, hide a hard throb, got something to prove for sure. Uh, Billy Suede taking on Daniel Maccabi. It was nice to see Suede in singles action, and he's been teaming with Baroni because they've been the champions for a while. But it'd be good to see him, uh, yeah, mix it up in singles. And Maccabi is an awesome opponent. Yeah, yeah, I love both those guys, and and very different styles. Could be interesting. Hopefully, the Wiseman don't get uh, too too involved here because this could be a hot match uh, with you know two veterans uh, of this area just just going head to head. Love that. Yeah, we got a couple awesome title matches. Uh, Casey Spinelli taking on Taryn from Accounting for the NEW Women's Championship. That's oh man, I can't wait for that match. Well. Pfft. These two can't like each other, I can't imagine. and They don't like anybody. Got, yeah, I was going to say, they both got a <laughs> bit of a hot head on them, so um, no no friends will be made in the ring that night. No, and Taryn from Accounting, yeah, she was on a real hot streak for a couple months uh, before this title shot, and, you know, hot streak, Casey Spinelli went through that tournament and won it to be the first ever NEW champion, so, or NEW women's champion, so this is going to be, yeah, it's going to be nuts. Well, now that, now that tax season is kind of... Uh, and oh yeah, it's kind of elapsed now. Maybe she has she's got a little bit more time to to focus, uh, and maybe that women's title is in her future. Yeah, Spinelli's getting a prepared Taryn from accounting. Everything was filed, all the I don't know RRSPs or GSTs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But they've Sounds all like been a man filed. who loves doing his she's, taxes. Oh yeah, she's, I, somebody does them for me. Uh, they've all been filed. <laughs> Uh, she doesn't have any of that crap on her plate anymore, so she's going to be able to focus and prepare for uh, Casey Spinelli. And Spinelli, having wrestled more matches over the course of the tournament, just puts more tape on her. So, yeah, Taryn from Accounting, good chances, I think, she's got to win the uh, win the title. Uh, the men's title match, Travis Williams uh, will be taking on Judas Icarus. Nice to see Icarus back at the title shot after a while. Yeah, absolutely, and this is a match, like, I think since the inception of NEW, we've been, we've been waiting for these two guys to, to lock up. So uh, this should, this should be a good one. And uh, Icarus, you know, yeah. a, a perennial title contender. He's, he's always going to be lurking in the shadows, whether he's the number one guy or not. So Travis has got to get ready for him. Yeah. And you know, they've been rivals at other companies and other shows in, uh, in BC here and in the Pacific Northwest down in, uh, down in Seattle. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, they wrestled on NEW one. And then they also mixed it up in the semifinals for the Chase for the Championship tournament. So uh, you know that these guys are going to put on an absolutely great match because that's what they do. What did they put? Uh, it? They, they put on an hour hour match at three sixty five, if I recall. I believe so. Yeah. That apparently, was just Very I haven't watched about. it, but apparently yeah. it's just hot as hell. So maybe we'll yeah. see something like that at, at uh, 
the Terry Fox Theater. Yeah. But I saved one match to get into, uh, to mention last. Uh, we're on full Hoss alert, people. Eddie Osborne and Mr. Ferguson. Holy Sheesh. shit. Yeah. Ugh. That's going to be aw- Oh, man. I can't wait. That is Hoss, Hoss on there. Hoss. That's, that's, oh, that's God, a lot yeah. of beef. That is more Hoss than Charlie right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, also, uh, Gigi Ray making her NEW debut, taking on Zoe Sager. Zoe Sager, even though in singles she's 0-2, she's impressed a lot of people with her uh, first couple appearances at NEW. She's she's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And, and she showed up so well in that triple threat match um, and showed up well against Nicole Matthews. Like, this is, despite being a loser in both of those matches she's she's a winner in our hearts and i know she's Im- impressed a lot of people throughout alberta as well so i think we still have a lot to see out of zoe sager yeah definitely someone to uh someone to watch so yeah it's going to be a little under two weeks away for new7 at the terry fox that's Theater. a lot of matches and, holy yeah dude it's gonna be a great show it's a big card only bangers in the building sir and then uh, when we go, we go back in time to NEW four, which will be at the Commodore Ballroom on the twenty fourth of June. Uh, we'll talk more about that as it leads up. And then, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a great, uh, it's gonna be a great summer. Is the formal title NEW four life? I've seen that in the oh. in the marketing. I, I've seen this. So it fucking better be. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the case to to distinguish it from its its uh, placement chronologically. Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, I think maybe. But I love, I love the Fast and Furious style of uh, how that's going with the, with the four randomly in there. I mean, it just, you know what it does? It kind of helps me appreciate that we get this because the reason NEW4 didn't happen uh, was because of Omicron. Yeah. So, you know, that's a, I guess, built-in reminder that, uh, yeah, it's really nice to enjoy that we're, and feel very fortunate we're able to get together and see these wrestling shows and stuff now. So, yeah, no, absolutely cannot wait. Um, just trying to think, is there anything else, any W-wise, that you wanted to, uh, you wanted to get into? You want to talk about that beaver? Newbie? Nope. How how could we not? (laughs) I don't know what to say. He's got a a mascot. (laughs) Is he going to be at the next show? I hope so. Is he sponsored by Beaver Buzz? That would make sense. I hope so. <laughs> I'd love to meet him. I, Fun mascot. I want to see kids. him in a match at some point. Yeah. Oh, man. Newbie versus Battle Wasp. Hell yeah. In a dog collar match. Let's get it bloody. Now, we, we need uh, Wyatt back on the show uh, sooner rather than later to debrief um, the Cinco de Mayo show. But uh, Battle, Battle Wasp is over, baby. That's right. People love Battle Wasp. Uh, what's not to love? Uh, yeah, so NEW8, uh, first of the summer series, will be at the Hollywood Theater in uh, Kitsilano. So, yeah. Uh, let's uh, jump into the wide world of wrestling. What do you let's say? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, yeah, a lot has happened in the world of wrestling since we last got behind these microphones and chatted a little, uh, little wrestling. Forbidden Door. Uh, holy shit. Yeah. The long-rumored, often-dreamed-about uh, crossover show with AEW and uh, New Japan. Man, the fantasy booking just goes wild as soon as you start thinking about it. Have We, we haven't seen any confirmed matches out of this, have we? No, just like... 
little snippets in the press of you know Tanahashi giving an interview and saying, "Oh, I'd love to face John Moxley again." Like some only little things like that. And I believe Okada's yeah. confirmed that he will be a part of it. Yeah, uh, but other than that, we don't know. Now here's a, here's a local question for all of our NEW related listeners. Now, let's say there's a Bullet Club versus the Undisputed Elite. Mm. Do we see El Fantasma in this match? And if that's the case, that would be El Fantasma versus uh, Delta Zone Kyle O'Reilly. There you go. We've seen them mixing, mixing it up. up before. A couple local boys making good. Grew up together. Not not literally, but in the biz, they grew up together. That'd, that'd be so cool. Like, I'm bummed because I'm most likely, unless there's a miracle, not going to be able to go to the Vegas uh, Double or Nothing show, which, man, I would kill someone to go to. Um, <laughs> but I'm very optimistic and you already hear kind of rumblings or whatever that there's mm-hmm. going to be a big pacific northwest seattle aew oh, really? show at some point in the okay. future well it, you look at the folks that are involved right you got aubrey edwards who spent a lot of time in that area yeah uh, daniel bryan brian danielson obviously grew up there and you think he's not telling Tony Khan about how hot those crowds were for those seattle yeah. raws i went to those raws you went to those raws like yeah Shit was popping off. You can layer on a few other people there. Darby Allen. Pardon? Layer on a few other people. Darby Allen, Shane Strickland. uh, There's a lot of of their talent that's from this area. So, yeah. Could be good. I'm not sweating and I'm not, you know, that sad about missing like double or nothing. Like Punk getting the title shot. There's a lot of awesome matches that are going to happen at double or nothing. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I can't wait for this massive pacific northwest show like they could sell out climate pledge arena i think oh we're so starved for it up here like a live aew show i watch that shit on tv every wednesday and super captivated by it and i I think it's time that they've kind of start to push west a bit further too like they have definitely stuck and smartly so stuck to their kind of territory so to speak like they've you know the kind of uh you know northeast the philadelphia's pittsburgh's boston's the kind yeah. of new, greater New York area, and then of course Atlanta and and uh, in this in this into the south there, um, yeah. and then Vegas, Chicago. But they haven't really kind of pushed much further west from there. So no. I think if they are going to really make an effort, and they are starting to sell, they're starting to sell big stadiums. They're starting to sell big arenas. So yeah. they can they can afford to do that. The 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 wrestling market, as you say, the wrestling market in Seattle is probably one of the best in the country. So let's let's see AEW here. Right You're there. sitting there trying to sell these people. Oh, John Cena and Randy Orton are going to wrestle for the fifteenth time and unify these titles. Isn't that great? And that whole crowd said, "Fuck you!" No, it's not. And chanted yeah. for Daniel Bryan and hijacked the hell out of that segment. Right? Like that's incredible. Those are passionate, passionate wrestling fans. And, uh, yeah, they deserve a big, big show. I don't want to talk about the, the ratings for AEW because they're not really getting over, like, a million regularly yep. for their viewers, even though it's a far, far superior wrestling show. But maybe that'll help a little bit with, like, a ratings boost if you do, like, a little bit of a West Coast tour. Or maybe somebody who, I can't imagine someone's a fan of wrestling and doesn't know what AEW is. But, like, any opportunity to maybe get some new fans and get more people watching the weekly show at this point where they've kind of plateaued in the ratings, I think wouldn't hurt them at all. It does seem like, uh, as juxtaposed to WWE, I feel like it is 
like a real like event like people want to be there um yes even casual fans or, or lapsed fans people want to kind of see what the the hubbub is about and see what the new thing in town is they see yeah. returning names sting cm punk so on and so forth which brings people back in judas i want to sing judas i want to see i want to see i want to see, see when they send hook I got to see that shit, <laughs> right? Like so many things top to bottom. I want to see Wardlow fucking kill someone with seven power bombs in a yeah. row. Like there's so much to draw you to that show uh, that, yeah, it would also be, I think a sound business decision to, yeah, man, run a show in Se- a super show in Seattle. Yeah. And they do like, it doesn't have to be a pay-per-view. They do fancy ass dynamites all the time. Sure. Yeah. They just confirmed this week, I think, that they're doing that Dynamite Grand Slam in Long Island, which I believe happened last September. That yeah, that's probably going to be an annual event. You know what that kind of sounds like to me? That sounds like in your house. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A smaller super show that's not quite the weekly show and not quite the big pay-per-view, but still a really, really big... And they already do that with like Beach Break and stuff yeah. like that. Like they are able to sustain these quote unquote in your houses uh, at only a couple years old. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Especially if they're concerned about TV viewing, like ratings, that's it's a good way to, to push it through. And, mm-hmm. and man, last week, maybe it was last week. I can't remember. Maybe the week previous, like dynamite is starting to have a little bit of a lesser episodes. Let's say that. Okay. Yep. But we're going to, we're going to like, there used to be, banger after banger every single week yeah and you, we are starting to see kind of some fatigue a little bit in some areas but like we're going to break down this week's episode which was hot from the start and uh and i think that they have more of that kind of stuff in them yeah Leo, let's get right to it because this was this was a fantastic dynamite yeah like top to bottom and these long island shows you had said like they feel like really different and really special like They do Long Island, it's akin to, I wouldn't say a crowd in the Raw after WrestleMania like 10 years ago, but they're probably as hot as the Raw after Mania crowd now Yeah, in Long Island. Well, and it it has that same kind of feeling where it's like you you two have the backwards fans, right? And and I love how they're just leading into that, especially with the CM Punk stuff. Like, and, And yes, CM Punk is seemingly kind of trying to step heel a little bit and he did kind of move that way hard Dude this wore, week naturally not, in his yeah, Tavares jersey of, he wore a Tavares jersey into <laughs> fucking Long Island like that's not kind of maybe being that's full on like tying people to railroad tracks but whether or not he can sustain that in a different yes. arena is the question yeah. like but, I, I don't I don't know if he's going full tilt so much that he'll be able to to walk into another arena and not get cheered probably not but it's like how many they only have a couple more weeks to kill before the show anyway right right right? so if they want to create the narrative and sell us the narrative that cm punk is the heel in this like this show is pretty close to double or nothing so but yeah it's this you know i'm sure mjf won't be beloved (laughs) everywhere or not mjf (laughs) sorry uh hangman page won't be beloved anywhere but uh what do you think of hangman page as the champ um do you switch the belt here Oof, I don't know if I like that either. I'm not sure. Maybe if you can if you can put Punk full heel, I, I think that's a that's a fun way to move the belt. Mm. Um but uh I'm not a huge hangman guy. I'm certainly not why it aren't anti hangman, but uh yeah. but 
I'm not uh, fully on board. I, I, and I see, I see what other people see. I guess is what I'm yes, trying to say. That's that's a good way of saying. I, it, yeah. I don't, I don't see it myself, but I get it. I get why he gets the big cheers. I get why he gets the cowboy shit chance. But he's just not my kind of wrestler. Maybe is the way to yep. put it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think he's been a fun champion. I think he's been a good champion. He's obviously lasted a lot longer than than we had anticipated uh, yep. when they gave him the belt. So. Yeah, but I don't know about putting it on Punk on this stage. I, I, I'm not sure if that entirely makes sense, but I also yeah. trust them with whatever they decide, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, because to follow your thread for a minute, let's say CM Punk does win. So you would then need a massively over babyface down the line, if you're going heel Punk, to be the one to take the title from him. Yeah. Do you feel potentially that there is anybody like... Let's say by December, if he wins the title, or by November, I think, is it full gear or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's say by then he's the champion and they would have positioned a babyface challenger that could viably beat him. Is there anybody that you see kind of waiting in the wings right now who you think with a good solid seven months of booking or six months of booking could be that guy? Oh, I don't Wardlow? Like that, oh, you know. you there? Yeah. <laughs> My speaking oh, your language. Here I'm, I'm like I'm. I think I'm checkmating you. I'm like, <laughs> all right, Paris. Who do you think is there? Anybody? And you were gonna go. You know what? Maybe not. Like, yeah. It's. And know this is all just an alternate reality where C- heel CM Punk wins the title. Yeah. But you nailed it right on the head. Yeah. Why the yeah. fuck not? And I, I think they could, I think they work a good program together. Like, I think that yeah. could be, end up being fun, especially with a, with a heel punk. Um, yeah. yeah and, I, Wardlow, I don't know. and Wardlow being the reason why he beat MJF and essentially became the number one contender in the first place. Yeah. It's got layers, baby. I just think we're Wardlow marks though. That's a, so maybe that's Fine getting in our own way. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know who the Joker is in the, in the Owen Hart tournament, but you know, we're all kind of. We feel like we've got a Kenny Omega return kind of waiting in the wings at some point. Um, and I assume that would be in a face role because I can't see him going into the Undisputed Elite. Um, so I would I would assume he would return as a face. But uh, so maybe it's him. But I, I don't know. And, and, you know, Punk Omega sounds like something we need to see at some point. So I got a new nickname for you, please. You mentioned the Owen Hart tournament, and I want I to start talking about the Owen Hart tournament. Please. So I'm going to call you the uh, the Segway Sensei. What do you think about that? <laughs> Add it to like the that? list, baby. Try that. Try that on. Yeah. Yeah. Good, I don't know it? if it. I don't know if I'm great at it, to be honest with you. But I'm willing well, to. Well, like, I was hoping. Yeah, you talked about the Owen Hart tournament, then talked about a bunch of stuff, and I was like, ah, I want to do the Segway Segway <laughs> Sensei thing. Uh, but it still works. It hits, man, and I. I it sounds good. All I right, like it. I'll take it. I'll wear that hat. It's um, nice. I do want the Owen Hart tournament. I just want to touch on this for a little bit because we last episode we we spoke we collectively kind of shit on the AEW rankings. And did we? Probably. It sounds like something I would have done. <laughs> it's been a while, but yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and I I just want like want to bring up the point that like yes, the rankings feel moot and the they feel like they don't actually matter anymore if they ever mattered in the first place. But here's yeah. what I will say. This tournament, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it has no official, like, number one contenders result or title no. shot. Right, right. It it feels important. And it they've done an so excellent job in both the men's and the women's brackets to be able to make it feel like it really matters. And yeah. 
to kind of juxtapose that to the ranking system. And you and I have talked, I don't know if we've talked, yeah, I think I think we've talked on the show about like the King of the Ring and how it doesn't matter anymore and no one cares oh, and so how sad. WWE does a terrible job of making anything other than their top titles feel important. I don't know what it is that AEW's done differently, but this seems to really matter and I care. And the wrestlers seem to care about who's coming out on top of these on top of these tournaments. We had a series of great matches with awesome young talent and veteran talent that were biting, kicking, and scratching just to make it into and qualify for the tournament. So we have seen for weeks what people, the, the folks who are in it, have gone through just to get the opportunity to be in the tourney. So, like, yeah, these matches already come preloaded with effort and care. Yeah. This matters to all, especially, you know, the... Um, Dax, uh, Dax Harwood and uh, Cash Wheeler match. Yeah, with them both in there in their Heart Foundation trunks. Which guys, just wear those forever. Yeah, no kidding. They're just they're too fucking. But that, cool. that's a great example. It's like there that match just had such a good feeling of like uh, competition. Like it, and and WWE wouldn't be caught dead having that match. Like two. No. Two tag team partners who we absolutely expect to be a tag team the moment this match is over. And they yeah, shake hands before specials. and they shake hands after. And, it, and you know, that WWE would only do that if it was like, oh, they're going to break up or something's going to yeah. happen. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be awful. And like the, maybe the closest thing we saw was um, Omega or Omega, uh, Gargano and Ciampa in the um, Cruiserweight Classic. Oh god! And yes. that they put on a hell of a match there, but that was before in WWE world they were established as a tag team. So it was even before yeah. all that. But that yeah, that was the only kind of comparable I can think of. And that match just like I just loved how much it felt, just like cool wrestling and good yeah. competition, and it didn't feel like gimmicked. It didn't feel like I was watching professional wrestling. Yeah. Right. Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's also, it's, and it's not like they're not gonna, you know, hit each other with strikes and only wrestle because that's part of a match and part of sure. all part of it. Yeah. It's not just like mat wrestling. So even though they're not at each other's throats, yeah, there'll be some punches and forearms and kicks and stuff. Yeah. It's oh man. Uh, no, this tournament definitely feels uh, special. So we had uh, two men's first round matchups, and we'll t we'll get to the Joker's. We'll talk about them. Uh, but we had. Um, Jeff Hardy, yep. Darby Allen in yep. a first round uh first round match and we had Adam Cole, Bebe and uh Dax Hartwood. Right. So we'll talk Cole and Dax first cuz I was first on the show. Uh yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, these are just two really talented wrestlers and I think they told a pretty good story with kind of limited uh background and limited to work with. It's not like they have, you know, big time history with one another or anything. So it was uh you know, it's kind of a fun kind of once again, good competition match and and Adam Cole just playing that douchebag asshole the the way he can and uh yeah, I thought it was great. And no no surprise in the finish, of course, but um No. But you know, I, I like I like FTR. I like what they have to offer. Um so yeah, I had fun with this one. Yeah, and then the uh the other one, so they would go on to face the winner of Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy, which let's be quite honest that's a pay-per-view worthy dream match, right? And we're getting it on a mid-May dynamite as the first round matchup of a tournament. We yeah. eating good, Mike Paris. We eating real good. 
yeah, this was one of those like and and it, it I can't imagine it was a very long match. It didn't feel very long. Maybe 10, 15 minutes. And I didn't think it would be that long because uh, you know, Jeff Hardy's pretty beaten up and stuff and knowing what this match was going to be, yeah. just a big kind of spunty or stunty spot fest with no rules. Uh, I'm like, oh, Jeff can't sustain more than 10 minutes of that. And I don't think he did, but it was still an excellent match. Yeah. And it, and it had that feeling of, of torch passing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like at the end oh. of it, it was like, that was fun. And it felt like they wanted to, to really get the best out of each other in, in yeah. kind of a, I know what you can do and you know what I can do. So let's go out and do it. And God, like, and you said it earlier, you, uh, when we were texting back and forth that, uh, you know, you'd seen that high spot a hundred times on oh, Twitter God, yeah. already, but yep. even, even if you'd seen it before seeing it again. Wow. Like on seeing it on my TV. Yeah. Like, that's big time. That's big time pro wrestling. Yeah. Seeing it on my TV is much different than seeing it on my phone. Even if the phone is turned sideways and I knew it was coming and still like gasped yeah. and marveled yeah. at it. And we've seen spots like that, you know, huge spots like that similar to that and maybe not to that extent but um that ended a match Guevara. but they, they they got up they got up right away and they were yeah. they had another two or three pretty high spots oh, after Jeff that with the, the swan onto, the, onto stairs. the stairs yeah. holy oh my goodness gracious <laughs> yeah uh what a match and again like i said pay-per-view worthy match and like you know uh, dream collision and it's the first round matchup of the owen hart tournament yeah fuck man that's great so it's gonna be jeff hardy versus adam cole i want to say i'm i think we're confident adam cole's moving on to the finals here but i would have put jeff hardy over darby allen anyway but maybe that's why jeff won is because cole has a rocket to the finals and they maybe don't want to because darby's usually the one kind of taking the pin darby's not afraid to lose a match right. case in point this right yeah. here yeah but for darby to go down to adam cole maybe they're saving that for a little bit later and they don't want such a high profile loss for darby allen it's a smart way to book it yeah because if cole's gonna win anyway feed him jeff hardy right exactly and that way you get a surprise uh finish in this match because everyone would have thought darby allen's got him yeah. Uh, and then you also get like a really good last hurrah sort of thing for like for Jeff Hardy. Not that he's yeah. going to retire, but you know, who knows how much longer he's going to be doing this the way he does it. Like, yeah, it all, but no one, no one gets hurt. Bottom. Well, people, people no. literally get hurt, but no one gets hurt from a booking standpoint or no. from a strength no. on the card standpoint. If you, if it you keep it this works. way, yeah. top to bottom, this fucking company, like <laughs> <sighs> it's unreal. Let's talk MJF and Wardlow. If you got a minute or I 10, don't. I'll I'll make some time for you, sure. Uh, wow. <sighs> the hottest heel in wrestling made everyone hate the hottest face in wrestling. Yep. And it's incredible. Even though it's the Long Island MJF thing, like I last time they did the show in Long Island and we had one of these, I was gushing the entire episode about everything they did and the way that they did it. Uh, sir. A fake dark side of the ring <laughs> segment. <laughs> My God. Uh, just like the, 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 and they address it almost instantly, but it's like having Chris Jericho do the narration for it. Yeah. And, like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> like Jericho being like, fuck that guy. I don't want to do this for him. Oh, wait, it, what does it pay? 
oh yeah, shit, let's do it. <laughs> like paying off the past continuity, but then also, you know, leaning into it for the bit and having Jericho yeah. be like, I can't stand that guy, but I'm a sports entertainer who's all about the money. Yes, exactly. So I'll do it. Like this is informing the Jericho Appreciation Society yes, shit exactly. and the history of AEW in this MJF and Wardlow program. It all works. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary We're so Jewish excited rest- about it. Quote, unquote, legendary Jewish wrestler Barry Horowitz calling Sean Dean a jobber. Oh, my God. <laughs> it all works. <laughs> uh, and, then they start, and then they start talking. Hey, guys, I don't want you to stand up and boo yeah. Wardlow out of the building. Wink, wink. wink and wink. then people yeah. stand up and do it. Like, they, people, people hated Wardlow. Absolutely hated him. It was yeah. great. Yeah, and what like, and you know the crowds, the crowds are gonna react that way. So like, once again, how do you leverage and lean into this, you know, this Long Island crowd and make it work in your favor to really push your storylines ahead? And they, they've nailed it perfectly both both times here. Yeah, and that's what WWE doesn't understand, like, because they're always trying to steer away from that sort of stuff, it feels right. Like, no, if you lean into it, you could have some of the loudest reactions your company has ever had. If you just find a way to harness that and correct it, as opposed to, no, we're shoving babyface Roman Reigns down people's throats for years. That guy had a great fucking heel in him. And you could argue maybe the heel isn't as effective without that those years of him being pushed as a face so hard. But there was definitely a shift in people's view and opinion of that guy as soon as he did what they've been clamoring for him to do for years, which WWE stubbornly refused to do. Steer away from it. And Ah. and maybe this kind of speaks to our earlier conversation about, you know, I feel like AEW is playing to the in-house crowd more than they're playing to the TV crowd. And maybe that's hurting them a bit right now, but you know, they have their, their billion dollar deal with, with Turner. So they're okay. Um, but yeah, like WWE is always concerned about what's what's the bigger picture. What is the yeah. what is the TV audience at home thinking? If we have them all of oh, this audience is all of a sudden cheering, you know MJF, we can't have that. Yeah. Um, but AEW is certainly catering to the to the wrestling fan, the in house wrestling fan, and ultimately, I think that's what's going to broaden their general audience. I think that those arenas are full of people who haven't turned on wrestling in years, and yeah. it's moments like that that's going to get them hooked to watching the week to week. And even like my uh, one of my former bosses, like he was a big Attitude Era person who hasn't watched wrestling since like the mid 2000s. And I have been on him and another one of our managers have been on him to like, no, you got to check out AEW. Like this is the good shit. And I talked to him about it in like our one on one meetings. And uh, then he finally recently went back and watched. Oof. Was it was that full gear? Uh, The first CM Punk Darby Allen Mm. like where uh, Brian Danielson debuted and Adam Cole debuted and like that pay-per-view yeah. went and watched that and is is hooked is in that's a good back intro. in back in with wrestling now and when you get somebody back in like that you can afford to maybe have like a softer dynamite like here or there but you go trumping out one of these shows every you know few weeks or whatever every like month or two no you're gonna keep those people on the hook let's talk MJF's contract for a second sure if you're up for it. yeah this guy can literally go out there and say whatever he wants. There's been some like scuttlebutt about that they're not happy. He's oh, you're talking about his real comments. life contract? His real life contract. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so I thought you were talking about the like contract signing moments. No. And, okay. 
No, I'm, I'm, the, yeah, I'm his, kind of, his, uh, for, his literal with, contract with, with AEW. With the exception of one genius moment, I'm kind of done with that. <laughs> um, but his actual contract, which there's been some scuttlebutt that there's people, Tony Khan, not happy that he's referencing it so much, right? Yeah. Whether that's real or fake, you know, who knows. But the guy can literally go out there and say whatever he wants and nobody can do shit because if they try and, like, censor him or, like, punish him for that, then he's definitely gone. Right? Like, he can use this time, and by time I mean like two years or a year and a half now as it is, to drive up his value with impunity. What a guy. And I'll tell you, that new contract that he signs in 2024, I'm making a prediction right now, uh, that will have him as one of the top five paid wrestlers in the world. He he can command it right now. He can. And and this guy has, has shown... Uh, that his value can pay off every single week, um, whether he's wrestling or not, which I think is very valuable to to both the performer and the company. You don't have to have him wrestle, and he can still put up one of the best, you know, fifteen minutes in your show, and that's so incredibly valuable to whichever company, uh, you know, hooks their hooks their teeth into him because he and also like I don't think a you know, we've talked about this before, but I think, you know, as a young kid growing up wanting to be a wrestler, he wants to be in the WWE. Like, that's yes. just, yeah. like, that, yep. he that's got to be the end goal, right? How yeah. can you not want WrestleMania and right. be a pro wrestler, right? And he also doesn't, whether it's a it's a, a, a work or not, he doesn't seem to necessarily have any allegiance to AEW as a company as yeah. uh, some of these other guys seem to. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think we might be going down that road and, and WWE's got a bigger money truck, but and he's we'll find also out. smart because like Tony Khan, they referred to they made a fucking t-shirt of the pillars of AEW and he is one of those guys. So you have to believe that he's going to leverage that as best he can because you can lose a Cody Rhodes and have Cody Rhodes go back to WWE whether or not he's an executive vice president or not. Like that's a hit you can take. But one of those pillars mm-hmm. leaves and goes to chase WWE. That's uh, that's a bad look, and you know. So Tony Khan, they have more money than Vince does. So again, they're not going to want to lose lose one of those guys. And he's got another year and a half to season and get better. He is, I feel, the perfect or on his way to being one of the most like perfect sports entertainers mm-hmm. where like to a kin where uh, Brian Danielson is like the perfect professional wrestler. Right. So he's Two joining the, the Jericho point. Appreciation Society. Is that what you're saying? No, no. You want to talk Jericho Appreciation Society? Actually, the one what? that they wanted to call back. What? <laughs> did I just segue? <laughs> yeah, you sure did, Sensei. <laughs> Um, no, the one thing I wanted to talk about with the MJF deal is the the oh, fucking callback to Sean Spears and uh, yep. and uh, Ty Dillinger with the perfect 10, yeah. where he counts to nine, and then everybody goes absolutely ape shit for Sean Spears for the first time in seven years. Yeah, no People went nuts for him, <laughs> and it's him doing the 10 taunt or whatever. Oh, man. So good. So good. Um, Segway Sensei, Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> Uh, so they are kind of, you know, were seemingly tempor- temporarily done their little feud with Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz and all that. Um, come out for their big, uh, their big victory speech. 
Uh, yeah. Are you feeling? Let's just, Justin. I know if you're listening, you're wanting us to get to it. I'll, we'll skip to it right now. How are you feeling about Daddy Magic right now, Mike Barris? <laughs> the I, God, is it getting to the point where he's so like unlikable that he's likable? This is Panto, man. <laughs> he's like he's he's I'm, he's the I'm room st- of wrestlers. <laughs> I'm starting to come around a little bit. <laughs> You know, um, the dam is breaking a little bit, and uh, some water's starting to seep through when it comes to uh, to Daddy Magic. I'll, I'll got, admit got that much. Obnoxious gum chewing and the like oh, yeah. crazy eyes. Yes, <laughs> like, the crazy eyes that are always working. That guy always acts like the camera is on just him. <laughs> it's always his close up. He commits. It is always a close up. Holy shit! Yeah, I, it's starting to seep through. I'm, I'm starting to get it a little bit. I'm coming around. So where is this going? Are we got a got a uh, what do they call them? Blood and guts match or a, or uh, yeah, a stadium I, I stampede so, yeah. match or some some sort of big? Because we all knew this was coming when they yeah. came out with like, oh, we're sports entertainment, blah 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 blah. And on the other side of that, you quiet not quietly, but its own separate little room. You've got the Blackpool Combat Club coming to like save pro wrestling and develop pro wrestlers. We've right. known we were on the collision course for this for a long time. But holy shit, is this sports entertainment versus pro wrestling feud? Like, I am all about this thing. This is great. And you know Regal's going to scream blood and guts like he screamed war games. <laughs> that's what so this is going to be. That's what we're doing? Blood and guts? Is that what you think? Why the fuck? Do something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's going to be something. But yeah, I'm not sure if it's that. But uh... Well, here's yeah, here's the thing. If it's a straight up like six-man tag or ten-man tag or whatever, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society, they got to know that they're going to get absolutely smoked. Right. Right? But if they put a... Under the you know auspices of a grand sports entertainment stipulation like a blood and guts match on it, that also gives them the ability to cheat and cheat a lot, and that's the only real chance I think they would have to win. So that's where I think we're going to wind up with blood and guts here. I'm okay with that. Would watch. Same. Regal. Regal's got to scream it, man. Blood and guts. Fuck yeah, oh, man. That's the one thing when he left, everyone's like, I'm going to miss more than anything the man coming out once a year and screaming <laughs> Just saying war games. games. <laughs> Fuck. That should be my alarm clock because there's no <laughs> way I can stay vertical and tired if William Regal at 7.30 in the morning screams, war games. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah, war games, war games. I'm in. Let's do it. So, oh. I'm up, I'm up. <laughs> I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. There's no snooze button there. Ah, oh, man. And that whole segment with them and the fight and Moxley come out, all of that stuff was fantastic. And Eddie Kingston being back, yeah, sure, cool. Uh, but yeah, the whole segment built to William Regal punching Chris Jericho in the face and everybody losing their goddamn minds. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so down with this feud, man. This is The power great, of the punch, great as he says. Ah, oh, hell yeah. Uh, so we've talked about all this stuff that happened on, uh, on, on Dynamite. We're not going to get to everything. Uh, we talked about a good chunk of it, but the last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, sir, I want to, I want to talk about Hookhausen. Please do. This is maybe send, the send hottest hook. thing that was on the show. This was <laughs> yeah. the hottest thing that was on the show, I think. And like, poor, I was thinking. Poor, poor Tony Nese, right? Danhausen gets this big time entrance. Everyone loves him. Very popular, very evil. Uh, and Nice gets this. And I, you know me, I'm a big Tony Nice guy. Yeah. Nice gets this already in the ring chump entrance, you know, dark elevation, 
you know, superstar sort of deal. Uh, and then wins quickly <laughs> wins, and just handily. Runs through Danhausen's face four times in a row. Everything works. And then smart Mark Sterling gets in the ring and he's like, Tony, this is bullshit. He got an entrance and you didn't. How do you feel about that? Knee him again. And then he fucking does it. It's great. Absolutely. Oh. And make then, it make it oh. make it part of the story that he's in the ring with the jobber entrance. Like, come on, that's yeah. great. I love it. And that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, fuck, man, Tony Nice doesn't even get an entrance. He's awesome. And Mark Ster- Sterling feels the same way. You know who else feels the same way? Tony fucking Nice does. <laughs> and then it becomes super clear that, oh, this is just building to uh to to hook. Right? Yeah, I don't know why the first little bit of his music sounds like T for the Tiller Man by Cat Stevens before it kicks into the hip hop part. But yeah, people went ballistic. Yeah. It is. Well, like, no, it all makes sense except for the intro. It's just a yeah, soft no, little no, no. piano yeah. ditty. Yeah, and then the rest <laughs> of the song's badass, but again, sounds like Cat Stevens. And then, like, that handshake, man. Like, here's this apathetic hook with his chips and Danhausen running around with the curses. This is the one of the hottest things the company has going. And that handshake, people went bananas, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. And, like, I'm I, I, I'm starting to really like Hook. I am. Yeah. He's a, he's a handsome boy. And he's a, a good wrestler. Like, I, I, I like his style. I like the way he wrestles. Um, I like yeah. the, you know, kind of suplex machine kind of feel of it. Um, yeah, I love Taz back in the day. So having a, a thinner, <laughs> more fit, yeah, uh, more athletic Taz, handsomer Taz. I'm I'm down for that. So he, it's funny because he's the exact opposite of Taz in every way. Taz no hair, Hook all the hair, <laughs> all the he's hair. Got a, he's got every hair you could have. Yeah, like and also just uh, they're doing awesome character work with Hook because yeah. him slowly kind of like warming up to dan Housen, but still say, staying ice cool is oh so dope like because he didn't like begrudgingly shake his hand it was he took a moment I, I went i watched that thing two or three times you know watching for the facials and stuff and like he gave a little like yeah man you're all right <laughs> yeah you're cool. you're cool like that cool guy <laughs> seal of approval which seems so low-key but means like everything in the world yeah yeah man especially to Not a guy bad. like dan Housen. <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> yeah <sighs> So we're all rooting for you to get that uh, approval. Well, oh, dude, that's fantastic. Uh, the Jokers in the uh, men's and women's attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's start with the, we'll start with the men's. So it's going to be the Joker will be taking on Samoa Joe. And uh, yeah. So what are you thinking? Who's this going to be? Hmm. Dare I suggest that it's your boy, Cesaro. Oh. <laughs> don't just play fainted. with me Mike Paris don't play with my heart I, I'm if just only. like wondering like especially with the ROH title involved like I realize it's not on the line in this match but to someone yeah. to go up against the ROH champion for it to be an ROH staple Claudio Castagnoli yes. Claudio Castagnoli wrestles for the first time in God, fifteen years or whatever. Like yeah. he was, he got started early with WWE, um, but still had a great run with Ring of Honor. But he has, he was Antonio Cesaro, then he was Cesaro. He hasn't been Claudio for a long time, and what a way to re-debut. Yeah, that I think that from a storytelling perspective, I think that's a lot of fun. Um, 
is that the right place for I don't I don't know. Or you know well, what what are your other options? Miro well, hasn't been around for a while. Yeah, Miro hasn't Omega, been around for a while. I uh can't I don't think it'll be Kenny. Um uh, if it's Omega, I'd say Kenny maybe wins the whole thing. Um right. but uh Let's well maybe to try and help inform where we're going here. We can look at the other matchup in that bracket. Uh, you've got uh, Ray Phoenix and Kyle O'Reilly. So I would imagine that O'Reilly makes it through over Ray Phoenix. I mean, who fucking knows? And that's the beauty of this tournament. Yeah. Uh, but I would think it would be O'Reilly maybe making it through. So who potentially would you match O'Reilly up against? Running through the rolodex of potential jokers here. Let's just go from the top. Uh, O'Reilly, Claudio. Because I think whoever it is will beat Joe because Joe's involved with right. Jay Lethal and Sanjay and the giant fella. So, but I, th- I also think like what ultimately what are we what are we working towards here? So if we're working towards Adam Cole versus, I think that's the bigger question. And that leads me to believe that the Joker would be Johnny Gargano. Okay. Right? And I can already hear it now, just if that's the finals of the Owen tournament, and it's a great match. Oh, you just had a great match because it's an NXT main event or whatever. Yeah, who gives a shit? It's two great wrestlers (laughs) having a great match. I could give a fuck about the three letters that come before the match presentation. Right? Yeah. They're just ripping off. Yeah, they're ripping off what WWE squandered and let go. So fuck them. Right. Yeah. yeah, I would have no problem. Oh, it's supposed to be the AEW originals. No, best people get r- rise to the top, right? It's the exact same thing of giving someone with experience, like that's been there a while, opportunities, even though they're not the best. That's not going to get right. them anywhere. That's WCW shit. That's what that is. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so I don't know if, if, if it's Cesaro, Claudio, mm-hmm. whatever they're going to call him, uh, yeah. Claudio over Joe. And then you know what intrigues me a ton? Please. Claudio Ray Phoenix. Yeah, hell yeah. Mm. Okay. Guy's strong as shit, and Ray Phoenix is an incredible athlete. Like, that's such a, you know, duel of styles and such a contrast of styles. But also Cesaro, when you think about him, the guy's a freak athlete, and he can get aerial too. Yeah. He can do a lot of agile shit. So him matching, like, Ray Phoenix, not matching, uh, let's not get nuts here, but uh, I think that's a super intriguing matchup that I now, I want to see that maybe more than I want to see Cesaro versus Brock Lesnar. Not true at all. I <laughs> would still die to see that match, but uh, yeah, that I think to me is interesting. Yeah, no, it, like, there's a, there, they can go a lot of ways with this, and, you know, there's been other people waiting in the wings, too. I don't, I don't know who's joined cre- uh, Create Your Narrative yet, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, like this thing's a Rubik's cube of Rubik's cube of opportunities because if it's Miro, then I think they're building towards uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. Because with Jeff Hardy and Cole advancing, I think it's safe to say that Adam Cole is going to be in the finals. So what you're really doing with the left side of the bracket is asking yourself who is Adam Cole's opponent going to be in the finals? O'Reilly so like that intrigue? would that they've proven they can have hot matches, but does that? then dissolve a stable that they seem to be putting a I lot of effort into hope at not, this point? Because then it's all about, it's more so about the storyline than it is about the Owen Hart tournament. Right. It's supposed to be like an Owen like tribute thing, right? So right. I think that would overshadow it, which leads me to believe that it wouldn't be uh, O'Reilly versus uh, Adam Cole in the finals. Right. Or is this an opportunity to kind of sneak someone in there that is just, you know, uh, Davy Boy Jr.? Like, I don't know, someone oh. who is like actually connected to the family somehow. Um, 
I feel like they've worked themselves into a corner here. Yeah. Where I don't think they can have someone of that level without them coming off as a big disappointment. Right. Like, this has to be... Has to be someone of note. Yes. And I think... But to that point, I don't think it has to be a debut. Like, Miro, to me, would be someone of note. Yeah. Right? For sure. uh, Yeah, if you're going to bring in Davy Boy Smith Jr. or even... I'm sorry to say, but if it was like Switchblade Jay White... Or something, yeah. then like, yeah, I don't think that's what people kind of want from this. And mm-hmm. I don't think the reaction would be very popular. And they've got lots of lots of options, so. Yep. Uh, then Tony Storm uh, made it through to the semifinals over on the women's bracket. Yeah, she I thought that facing... match was pretty good. That match was good. Yeah. She will be facing the winner of Britt Baker or the women's Joker. Who we thinking? Oh, once again, you know, there's a lot... There's a lot to choose from here. Um, like Ember Moon comes to mind. Yeah. Um, I don't. That's kind of first person that that I'm thinking of. But there's there's lots to choose from. Yep. I know Candice LeRae's name's been bounded about out there. Although she, she just, just had, had a baby. Ah, she's great though. She is great. Gargano one of my and... one of my all time favorite women wrestlers. Oh yeah, Her, yeah. Those two debuting on the same uh, on the same night in the same tournament in the same position as Jokers. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be very very cool. But, uh, but yeah, I think Ember Moon is yeah Ember Moon's a pretty high uh, possibility. Is there anybody else you think it maybe like could be? I'm just trying to think. Like it just seems so cliche to work through like all the recently released. <laughs> Talent from WWE. Yeah, I know. But, I know. Yeah. Oh, it's like, like that Lana, just seems so. Lana and Miro so are jokers. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> Mister and Mrs. Uh, Joker. Yeah, that'd be great. But yeah, I don't know. I would love to see maybe something a little bit more fresh from that, yeah. or maybe you know, like I guess you could have like a if you want to go the opposite of fresh, you know, Mickey James or you know, someone from the Impact side of the world or uh, ROH kind of people like. There, there are options here for sure, but uh, yeah. I, I would be very surprised if it's Candice LeRae. Their baby is very small. <laughs> and then on the other side of the bracket, it's Rio and uh, Ruby Soho, and then Red Velvet and Hikaru Shida. So I'm thinking kind of out of there. I th- I see Tony Storm making it to the finals on the on that side of the bracket, um, and I'd probably say Tony Storm and oof. Hard to, hard to say on the other side. I don't think it's that clear. Maybe Ruby Soho, but she was in the finals or she went far in the uh, TBS Championship tournament, which was her like kind of first big opportunity back. But she hasn't really been given the ball yet, Ruby Soho. Right. Yeah, and kind of been pushed. Like she she came in with a big fanfare and then got kind of set aside. So despite being one of the more talented female wrestlers on their roster, she hasn't really been given a showcase so maybe this is her opportunity to do so yeah and it's a good and it's a good chance for them to do it if they want to because as you said this tournament matters right yeah like yeah she's been kind of put off to the side for months but if you want to get her back up to that height she was at when she first walked in the door and people went crazy for her she wins the owen yeah works (sighs) for me yeah that's wonderful just talking about aew and dynamite and where they're going uh, in the future here. And then I guess we'll transition and talk a little WWE. Uh, you watched yourself some WrestleMania backlash, did you? I did. I did. You did not? No, I'm going to wait for um, WrestleMania Judgment Day uh, next week <laughs> or next month. And then WrestleMania No Mercy in October is going to be really good. 
Uh, WrestleMania King of the Rings is going to be a bit confusing. WrestleMania Money in the Bank and <laughs> next year we got WrestleMania WrestleMania. Okay, okay, hold on. Is it WrestleMania <laughs> or is it SummerSlam? <laughs> is it hot outside? I guess. All right, yeah. Um, was backlash? Was it good? It like- had its moments. Yeah, like I well, I'm not upset. I watched it. I don't think it was an entire waste of time. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, Seth Cody looked great. I saw some of those Seth highlights Cody was afterwards. Good. Seth Cody and that was looked good. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, they they can they obviously they they found some some uh, chemistry there and they're they're rolling with it. So uh, I like that. Um, the Ronda Charlotte match was surprisingly good. Um, right. I thought I liked the idea of the the I quit match for that one. It, it you know worked well from a storytelling perspective. Um, I, I you know what? I was actually shockingly surprised. You're never going to believe what I'm about to say. I thought oh, no Moss you and like... Baron Corbin was pretty oh. good. <laughs> I thought it was Lashley Moss that you were oh, going to throw that. down no. for. No. Oh, no. man. Oh, jeez. I was about to erupt. Like, you got to be kidding me. After, like, you folks just get to hear Paris talk about wrestling on the show, but I'm lucky enough to talk to Paris about wrestling all the time. And this man fucking hates the Omos and Lashley program. So just the possibility that you were going to say you know what i'm actually into this is going to surprise me <laughs> you're right it does surprise me that you talked about mad cat moss and baron corbin it would have shocked me to the point of death if you had mentioned omos now and here's Lashley here's what's not going to shock you at all into, i forgot that that match even happened the omos <laughs> and bobby lashley match so <laughs> erased it from my memory um and you know of course the i guess maybe the biggest kind of news of the night was uh that the least shocking um addition to edges stable in the whole world where rhea ripley uh has turned to to her hair back to the dark side and is now part of what do they call are they judgment day isn't that the name of i think they're the judgment day now okay the wrestlemania judgment day the wrestlemania judgment yeah they're (laughs) the judgment day which is too bad because i think like judgment day is a cool uh yeah, it's a cool fucking name. And not that the Judgment Day sucks, but I don't know, it loses a little bit of cachet. I loved how they teased the thing with Rhea for weeks with uh, the, they were pointing this out, I think, on Twitter. Well, pff, that's where I get most of my WWE they. stuff, uh, is uh, that there was like a purple light behind her yep. in like pretty much all the backstage segments as her and Liv Morgan have been doing their little splitsies over the last little while. Uh, foreshadowing, which, yeah. I mean, it's a bit on the nose and stuff, but that's a nice little touch. I like that. It's like when they were putting the Fiend's puppets in the backstage of Raw, but not like focusing directly on them. That was cool stuff. I love that shit. Makes me feel like watching is important. It's always weird, though, having a a woman and Rhea Ripley, of course, she can can roll with the best. But it's always weird having a, a woman in a stable like that. It's like they don't never really seem to know what to do with them. Yeah, um, like, would you? How would you feel about Naomi and the Bloodline? Kind of on that same thing, because that's been picked up steam a little bit as a rumor that she might join the Bloodline. But yeah, a female member of like a male-dominated stable. Yeah. I think it adds a different dimension to it, and I think it's pretty fucking. I think it's pretty cool. I think it would be cool. Well, actually, I think Naomi and the Bloodline could be cool from a yeah. we want to have all the belts perspective, yeah. and so throw the title on her and have her join the Bloodline. I'm down for that. Yeah, because um, I want Serena Deeb in the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, like. Fuck yeah, go for it. And that's different too, because like, I don't know, that stable has just such a different feel to it. Yeah. Where it's like, even like Anna Jay in the Dark Order, like that never really made sense. Like, 
Yeah. You know, there's there's lots of women who have joined joined male dominated stables who, who never really kind of clicks in the right way. And yeah. I I really I I read this somewhere that WWE caught shit for it. Um, I guess because, like, um, uh, fucking Edge and Damian Priest like interfered in Rhea Ripley's match or something uh, on yeah. Raw. So okay. it was like, okay, well, they're men. Like, they shouldn't have the ability to, like, I don't know. Anyway. They're not getting in. They're not, like, spearing people or no. punching ladies or whatever. No. They're just, like, coming out causing a distraction. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. So, I don't Fucking know. Fucking hell, people. Uh, yeah. Anyway. They, but they've caught shit about it. So, like, there's that aspect of it, too. Uh, anyway. But, anyway, uh, long story short, Alexa Bliss came back. So that is good. Not on hey! Backlash, but on Raw. And Alexa Bliss is um, the the greatest. So she can she can be on my TV anytime. Yeah, but you liked Madcap Moss and uh, Baron Corbin, did you? I I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I, I think was Madcap like... Madcap Moss is... Yeah, I think he's he, good. Apparently he's hurt now. I don't know if that's a work or not, but... Yeah, he looks like a fucking idiot, like with his suspenders <laughs> and whatnot, but I think he's got something, you know? I think he's... I would like you know, to see them kind of part ways, athlete. you know, sooner oh, so rather than later. But uh, yeah. so that we can actually see what Riddick Moss has to offer but we shall see yep we shall see uh well that about wraps it up wwe wise unless there was something else you wanted to chat about so what was that like seven minutes on wwe and like 45 on AEW. that's what they deserve that's a ratio (laughs) i'm comfortable with based on my enjoyment and interest in their product there we go moving right along yeah um how about a little uh pusher berry what do you think sure I, i got a couple for you we can keep it snappy all right, let's do it. Uh, all right. Now I have a question for you, and I don't know the answer to it. Have you have you had an opportunity to uh, decide whether or not you're going to push or bury WWE 2K22? Uh, I don't know. I haven't I haven't played it. I've seen a lot of gameplay and seen a lot of creative wrestlers that are just jaw dropping, and the gameplay looks really good. Uh, my cap on that, as far as what I'm willing to spend, I would say would be $30. If it drops wow. below $30, yeah, I'll give it a go. I'm still loving 2K19. I've invested a lot of time and effort in that game, and they're going to sunset the servers on June 30th. I'm going to be so sad. It'll be Uh-oh. dead. Uh, yeah. Let me tell you, I'm enjoying the hell of it. Yeah, I'm... I saw they got Umaga now, and I'm like, Okay, ah, well, I funny you that. should mention it, because I felt so wronged by WWE 2K20 that I had bought the, you know, deluxe edition season pass. Oh, yeah, of. you went you went all in. I went all in. head first into that game. And so and I did not you. go all in with this one. And now I'm regretting it because now I want the character packs and I want the, the bonus yeah. stuff and I want the, the DLC that's coming out. And I'm mad at myself. But anyway, yeah, I'm really got... enjoying the My Faction um, uh, portion what of the game. What is that? Yeah, so what is that? I heard that talked a... about, but I don't know what it is. Now, I would just say it's akin to, like, and I'll be, I haven't di- dove deep into any of these, but the, what do they call it on NHL? Like the hockey ultimate team or whatever, where you get cards. Oh, I haven't played an NHL game in ages. Okay. So, that's so anyway, you, either. you start with like a starter pack of cards that each card is a wrestler. And then you can okay. like choose to like evolve those cards, like a Pokemon. And, uh, okay. then you build kind of your faction, your kind of you know wrestling okay. team and then you can right. there's different uh uh different styles of matches that you can put your team through in order to 
get make them better and and develop their skills and then you can earn more cards and then you need more better cards get better wrestlers so on and so forth okay that sounds not bad but how they get you you liking this and you got you got to log in every day (laughs) to get all the good rewards Oh, fuck that. So every day I have to turn on my PlayStation and log in. Oh, my God. Nope. Sorry. Nope. I'm, I'm Barry. I'm sorry. I can't have to worry about turning the game on every single day. Because as we've been talking, I realize the only thing I've played in the last three years are basically WA 2K19 and a couple of Spider-Man games. It's. It, I'd say set it at $50. Set your limit at 50 Okay. Hey, this is good. This is helpful. Uh, so I will withhold my pusher berry until it drops below 50 bucks and I take the plunge. Deal. Uh, a couple of uh, in arena kind of things that I, I want to, or rather arena presentation things I want to talk about. Uh, augmented reality entrances. Berry. Entirely? Hard. Yeah, hard. hard. <laughs> you don't like any of them? Uh, well, hold on. You say entirely. Is there... One that no, they all look fucking hokey as shit. I'm trying to think of one that you looks don't like, like the cool. RK Bro snakes like fighting each other. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Or how when he kicks his sandals off, there's like doves or some shit that go everywhere. No, I don't like that either. That's on the berry pile for sure. I'm more thinking of ah, oh, there's like Oscar's fucking giant masks spinning about or whatever. That's pretty cool, I guess. The but, Roman Reigns uh, one the, is dumb as shit. The like oh, giant the Roman giant Reigns. Roman that, Reigns. Yeah. That's stu- again, th- dude. They're all hokey as shit. Uh, that's one of the easier berries, I think. Uh, I'll bury that deep. A twelve foot grave for that one. Here's another really specific WWE presentation one: fake crowd noise. Uh, I don't really care, honestly. No. Like if I'm watching it like on TV or whatever, like that, would, I would hate to watch that live where they feel the need to put in fake crowd noise because that you would probably be able to hear them run. Remember back in wrestling when you hear them run in the ring? Thump, 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 thump. When they're like running the ropes. Like, that's bad. That's real bad. (laughs) Uh, That's probably deafening at the live event experience. But uh, yeah, I'm watching on TV, pumping in the fake crowd noise. Ah, it's fine. I don't care. Push. What? I like when they like put like, it's like, boo. Like you can hear it aggressively. And like everyone, you can tell everyone in the background is just like sitting on their ass and enjoying their beer. Oh, yeah. Deafening boo. Yeah. Or cheer. Um, now here's an interesting one. Uh, we saw the return of uh, Big Cass or whatever he's going by uh, a couple weeks ago on Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, Pusher Barry, Enzo Amore, ever returning to mainstream wrestling? Uh, Barry, guy's a fucking goof. Um, yeah, I'm glad what happened happened, and like the fact that I was thinking about this when I was thinking about how much I like CM Punk, where like he can very seamlessly transition into being like a bit of a heel based on like what he's talking about because Mm -hmm. his character healer face is a prick because he apparently is you know like it's an it's an uh amplified version of like who he really is right sometimes like again he's baby face you're like you know he's making fun of people all right but when he's a heel like you kind of want to hit him in the face so he has kind of that aspect to him enzo amore has the same thing where he he, <laughs> he presents himself as this annoying little fucking idiot that you just want to smack, and you also can tell that that's who he and from what you know <laughs> he has is been legitimately over the years that he also is legitimately just that. And I'm like, oh, 
yeah, I fucking like MJF could be the sweetest fucking dude in the world. He'll never let you know it, right? Like who he really yeah. is inside. But Enzo is that. Fuck that guy, uh, Barry. You can stay gone. But I'm happy that Big Cass is doing his Big Cass things. And uh, here's another return that I want you to ponder about uh, in a pusher Barry sense. Now we've seen uh, in the last few weeks on WWE, we've seen Ezekiel, right? Yeah. So, so um, it makes you wonder where his brother is, right? His brother Elias. Elias, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So here's an idea that I've seen Banty Hood about. Maybe you have as well. Oh, what about shit. Return? I think I know where you're going. <laughs> the return of Damien push, Sandow. Push. To push, come back push, and to play push, Elias. <laughs> push. Push. Push, 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 push. Uh, push more than Keanu Reeves uh, does to the air in Matrix 4. Push that shit. That'd be amazing. That is, is, is that the only way that they come out of this successfully? <laughs> Because yeah. right now it seems so thing. insane. A- AEW would have done that two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a fucking million dollar deal. This is great. Let's let's get it out on TV like as soon as possible and show these folks. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. And yeah, I kind of do think that's the only way they sort of save this. I don't know what the end game sort of is here. Even if it's like right. a cameo appearance or something, like they just sign him like a short term thing and he comes out like, imagine. Now here's the thing, I also haven't seen Sandow in years. So I'm kind of picturing him as he was when he left. Yeah, fair enough. But you hear the guitar strum, and yeah. that fucking guy walks out. <laughs> Dude, you know I'm a big I'm a Cody Rhodes guy. That to me is almost a bigger moment than Cody Rhodes coming back. <laughs> like to your point, like I just don't understand what the end game is. Like I just don't like. There, there is nothing about this gimmick and this decision making that makes any sense to me. So no, please, please have some idea of what the payoff is. Hopefully they yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah. Something. But uh, yeah, if what they're doing is Damien Sandow returns as Elias, as a recast Elias, uh, that's a better endgame than Avengers. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And you successfully pushed or and yeah. or buried. Yeah, thank you very much, sir. I think we thank should uh, officially outro then now, too. That sounds like what a good say? plan to me. All right, well, that closes the book on another episode of NEW Wrestle Nation. Ah, oh, it's so good to be back. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at NEW Wrestle Pod, and be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at NEW Wrestling Inc. for show announcements, match announcements. It's going to be a hot summer in pro wrestling for NEW. You want to make sure you're on top of all that news, so subscribe to that account. Be sure to also subscribe if you're in a subscribing type mood. If the, you know, the vibe usually, of the night yeah. is subscribe, uh, subscribe to this show on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're on iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. We'd appreciate it. And you know what? If that could be a positive review, fuck, that'd be even better. Even better. Even Imagine better. it. If you're in a subscribing like mood and then you're in a positive review mood. Oh, dude. You're, yeah. on, you're the king of the world. Double mood us. Do it. Uh, well, that's all for this week. Uh, thank you to uh, the architect, Mike Paris, the man of a thousand names, Mr. As Always, and the Segway Sensei, Mike Paris. Thank, thank you, you, sir. No problem. I'm Jordan Bowman. We'll see you next week on Wrestle Nation. 